Good morning. I am Dr. Timothy Hart, also known as the Connect Expert. Today this is session three. We're uh, working on the self. Today we're going to examine how your likes affect your relationships. As I talked about in session two and suggested that you uh, compile a journal and in your journal you want to put or make a list of the things you like and the things that you don't like. And if you've done your homework, you pretty, you pretty much have a uh, substantial list. So we're going to take one side today. We're going to talk about the likes. What, are, what do I mean by likes? Those are the things that, uh, that you enjoy, the things that make you happy, the things that bring enjoyment and the, the things that uh, make you feel important or uh, give you a sense of fulfillment in your life. Now, one challenge that we have as people is that we all have differing likes and we tend to form our relationships based on those things that we like. And we tend to repel people or situations that contain those items that we don't like. Now, before we get started, we want to talk about um, what a like actually is. And it's not just something that, that, that makes you feel good. A like is something that you are not only feeling good while you perform it, but those are the things that you gravitate toward and those things that are associated with that. It gives you an emotional uh, 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 feeling of joy. Uh, your likes give you a sense of fulfillment when you acquire them or when you uh, perform them. It also gives you a sense of, of accomplishment when you've completed whatever activity or task that is based on your what you enjoy and like. So if we go down the list and talk about some of the things we like, we have to uh, differentiate because the genders, the different genders have different things that they like based on gender alone. But we want to we want to take a step back and we want to keep this very very basic. So that way when you talk about your likes your likes are not contingent on your gender. It's not contingent on anything that you see in other people visually but it is a kindredness that happens whenever you are involved in this activity. And let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. If you are a person who likes, say, baking, and you have a sense of fulfillment whenever you either make that new cookie or make that cake or make that pie or, or that pastry or whatever, what extends from the enjoyment of the activity is the completion of the activity and then because food tends to appease not only ourselves but others who eat them as well. So say for example you uh, fancy German chocolate cake happens to be one of my favorites. You like German chocolate cake. If you're getting a conversation with someone and they say, oh, I love some German chocolate cake. So automatically, 
there's a kindredness that's formed. Why? Because you enjoy German chocolate cake as well. Now, what makes it even more enticing to the person who likes the cake but doesn't cook it is to be in association with someone who can prepare a German chocolate cake. So we can concur that something you like is also beneficial. And that's where we are in terms of relationships. Because in reality, you're not going to be eating cake all day, every day, hopefully. And which means you're not going to be baking German chocolate cake all the time. However, you find a sense of enjoyment and fulfillment whenever you do it. So, one of the challenges we have in relationships is the fact that there are some things that we like. And the people that we associate with don't agree. If they make their like list like dislike list and they compare them with your like dislike list, what you'll find is that there are always disparities. In other words, uh, something you like that other person doesn't like. And most things that you like are basically good. Let's leave let's let's leave that jar in general. Most things you like are usually good. Okay, if you like going to work, that's a good thing. If you like um, sleeping, resting, that's a good thing. However, if your enjoyment conflicts with someone else's dislike, now there's discord. And that leaves, that leaves time and space for you to make a decision in terms of compromise. Now... I chose the likes list first is because in terms of the self, that's how we choose our relationships, as I've said before. And if a person is doing something you like, then you say that's okay. And what are our likes based on? Our likes are based on first personal stuff, stuff that we do that we just uh, happen to encounter in our own right. Then there is things that we have seen that we like and that means that it's in your environment the people that you've raised around the people that you uh, associate with in your interpersonal circle your close interpersonal circles and then there are things you see that are not part of your environment in other words you go out into the world that's not part of your immediate interpersonal environment so you like those things because that's what you see and most times, you like those things based on what you saw and based on the reaction of other people toward those things, which is how we develop fads and social norms in terms of enjoyment and entertainment and things of this nature. So, there are some things that we like to do that people don't like us to do. And the reason why is because society has a certain set of standards. And those standards, if they conform with your likes, or rather your likes conform with the standard, then you'll be accepted in the society that you live in. And it's not just local, it's also widespread. Um, in, the, in the European community, there's the idea of having coffee to, um, in, in terms of having a meeting. When you come together and you're socializing, 
coffee tends to be a, a major, major choice in terms of what to do during the conversation, drinking coffee. Well, if you run into somebody and they say, well, let's go out for coffee. Well, if you don't like coffee, then automatically that leaves that person to say, okay, well, that person doesn't like coffee. That's a, that's a red flag. Or they can say, well, let's choose another drink, maybe a milkshake, maybe a soda or whatever. Or maybe we can just pick a particular restaurant if the drink is not acceptable. But, well, let's just go to the environment and then you can choose what you want. So some of our some of the things we dislike can be compromised. In other words, we don't have to have it. Well, what about some of the things we feel like we have to have? Those things, as you put them on your journal and you really take an assessment of your life, chances are you've done some of those things you like and people were offended by it. And in, in, this, in the case of relationships, many people will tend to decide whether they want to uh, continue to associate when they see something they don't like come from another person. And I'm going to give you two sides of that coin. Let's talk about the male side first. In this day and time, uh, there's the idea that we uh, men wearing sporting attire on a regular basis. You know, uh, Nike sneakers, Reeboks, um, Air Force Ones, that like. And uh, the, the throwback jersey, that's a popular one. Um, baseball caps, that's also an important one. Or things that represent sports teams. Well... Many times, to wear those items in the mind of a woman, depending on her environment, might mean there's a level of immaturity. And that's how people read into the things you like. There are many, many men who um, have failed relationships because we, we want to think, well, it's, it's my attire, but no, it's not the attire. It's the attitude that goes along with it. And those are, that's an important component in what you like, the attitude. So many, many men have uh, been rejected by women because their appearance, they appear to be someone who's unintelligent, who's immature, who's not serious about life because of the attire. Conversely, there are many women who, who believe that the more skin they show, even though they, there it is, it's alike, I like this, they believe that the more skin they show, the more uh, attractive a guy or the chances of them getting a quality man will happen. Well, here's a newsflash. Anytime, anytime, listen here, anytime your public appearance is faulty in terms of your plan to have a relationship if you do not change it then you will be single quite a bit and it is a well known fact that the more intelligent you are the different your attire the the more uh, affluent you are the different your attire and so when a when a, a woman sees a guy who's wearing the sports attire she's in her mind not thinking that this guy is quality. Conversely, if a, if a guy sees a woman who is scantily clad, 
who was exposing her uh, skin. And in these days and times, there are a lot of tattoos. He may not believe her to be a quality person because of the appearance. So that's just an example of the, the way your likes affect the way you uh, conduct yourself in a relationship. Now, why is this important? This is important because in the various societies, there are what they call norms, things that are normal, things that uh, everybody has as a collective says, this is okay and this is acceptable. Well, as long as you're within that environment, then you can do those things and it's not a problem. But if you want to expand your horizons, that means you need to step outside of that environment. And when you step outside of that environment, you're going to find that some of those things are just not acceptable to other people. Does that mean you get angry about that? No. Here's some things I want you to remember about people. Number one, everyone has a choice that they will make and they have a right to make. The way you want it to be done is no reflection on the way they should do things. Number two, most people, when they encounter you, initially, they have already seen you or seen the type of you. And that is their motivation for wanting to associate with you in the beginning. Uh, things like at the at, when you go to work, your coworkers, even there, there's many um, jobs are fragmented in their social structures within the job because once they get to know each other, they realize that this person likes a particular thing and this person doesn't. This person is a particular level of education. This one's not. This one is uh, cool. This one is not cool. They have already made their assessment. As I said in session one, we size people up. And so if what you like is not acceptable, then you have the burden of either saying, okay, well, this is what I like and that's just it. And it's not gonna matter what anybody else thinks about it because this is me and this is what I like. Now, let me tell you number three is that you run the danger of missing a great opportunity if your likes are too rigid, if you like something and you refuse to compromise or you refuse to be uh, discreet in your uh, deportment, then you may lose the opportunity to do whatever things. I've, uh, I've been in situations where I was uh, advertising for a position, you know, for employment. And when the person comes in, there is a standard that for business, there's also a standard for restaurant work, there's a standard for fitness, there's a standard for everything. And I happen to be a fitness counselor who owned a personal training business. Well, when the person walks into my facility and they're wearing athletic attire, what that says to me is that they're not interested in being professional. They may be the best trainer in the world. They may be able to tell a person what to do to achieve goals. But most people, before you get to train them, 
they size up how professional you are and that assessment is based on the way you dress. And so there are many times when I had to turn away good uh, good trainers, people who were good mechanically, but were poor professionally. Uh, and likewise, females are the same way. It's, it's not fair that um, your likes should include being sensuous in a place of business. Business has to be business, be professional. And in your personal life, you can be as sensuous as you want to. But here we go again. When your likes prevent you from doing anything positive or from having opportunities, then you need to assess whether it's important to keep those likes or to eliminate them. Now, when the, in the world, and I'm sure that if you're listening to this podcast, you understand what I'm talking about. When we make a choice to do anything, remember my disclaimer. Ultimately, you're going to do what you want anyway. So remember, if that's you, then choices is an activity. Choosing is an activity. So if you're going to do what you want anyway, part of your self-analysis should be understanding when other people want to do whatever they want to do. In this world, as I've, and I'm going to keep going, in this world, we have a, a particular uh, way that we entreat people that we don't like. And we base um, our analysis on whether we like a person by some of the things we saw them do, which in essence is really not a fair assessment, but it is an assessment nonetheless, and we have a, a right to make that assessment. Now, when you make an assessment of anything, I want to caution you that the same measure that you use to assess someone, you're going to be assessed that exact same way. So if you reject someone because their likes and your likes are not compatible, then someone will judge you based on whether your likes and their likes are compatible. So as you look at your list, we're talking, you know, we want to talk about improving yourself so that you have more quality relationships. Don't hang on too tightly to the things you like if those things are things you can't do when you're alone by yourself. It's, it, we, don't, we don't operate on full disclosure all the time. There are some things that always will forever remain in the closet. And those things that we'll gravitate toward, we understand if, if society does not like them. We understand if someone wouldn't appreciate it and would be offended. So those things we keep in the closet and that's wise to do. However, if you want to improve your estate, if you want to improve yourself as a person, then those things that are not socially acceptable, society is telling you that you probably need to change that. And you need to be willing to do it. So, that is session three. Um, keep continue to do your journals. And next session, we'll talk about how your dislikes affect your relationship. This is Dr. Timothy Hart, also known as the Connexpert. You all have a great day and keep on striving to be the best person you can be.